Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. This morning on the third hour, having a blast underground. With the summer travel season about to take off, we'll take you inside the massive project underneath the busiest airport in the world. Then from deep beneath the surface to deep space, the role NASA is now playing in investigating UFOs, plus a new kind of higher education. We go on the job with some cannabis sommeliers and Jennifer Nettles live in studio, how she's paying tribute to some deserving people with music. That's all ahead today, Friday, June 10th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Chanel here with Dylan on this Friday morning. Alan Craig off. But yes, We're can I so tell excited. you one of our favorite <laughs> colleagues in the building, right? I don't think we we shy away from We don't even shy around from shy away from him uh, saying he's a, he's one of our favorites. Can I just say yes. this is so cool and thank you for the invitation. I feel honored, kind of special uh, to be should. hanging out with you all. I feel smarter just being around you. <laughs> I just, I you feel smarter you and I feel affirmed because when you talk to Harry, y'all, see, he does this. That's good. And he feel, it's okay. like he's intriguing. Yeah. So there you go. So we have a lot to talk about over mm. the next 60 minutes or so. And we begin with a huge undertaking at the busiest airport in the world. I didn't realize that it was the busiest mm-hmm. airport mm-hmm. in the world, but it is just as summer travel heats up. So every day, hundreds of thousands of travelers go through Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson Airport and right beneath their feet a massive, as you see here, construction project. They may not even notice, but they may hear it. And we see Tom Costello is live at the airport. And Tom, you got a firsthand look at this new project. What did you find out and what was it like to be underground? Yeah, it's pretty cool because they have been using dynamite to essentially blast their way through granite right underneath my feet, right underneath the domestic terminal in the busiest airport in the world and using dynamite to get through that granite, the same granite and Stone Mountain. Look at that. They've been doing this for the most part late at night when this place, when the airport is mostly empty. And the reason they're doing it is because if you've been through Atlanta, you know very often that the, the trains that take you from the terminal out to the the concourses, they're packed with people, right? 10,000 people an hour on the trains, and this is the busiest airport in the world. They've got to expand capacity. To do that, they've got to add more trains. To add more trains, they've got to add another tunnel or lengthen the tunnel. That's the best way to say it. An extra 700 feet. So that's what they're doing right underneath my feet. They've been started, they started on this in October of 2020. Now they pretty much got the entire tunnel all carved out. They're about to start adding the train track and then eventually, in about two years, when it's all done, the trains will be running, carrying an extra 2,000 people an hour. So they're going to be able to add about four <laughs> extra trains, I think it is. Uh, it's a big job. It's pretty cool. Like 2,000 extra people. Oh, an hour. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> hey, Tom, yeah. tell us about the connection that one of the workers has with the early days of the train system. 
So this is really cool. It, it, this this is a massive uh, project, but part of it is that they are, have included 53 uh, companies that are small, or they are minority-led, or they are led by a, a, a woman. We met Billy Freeman Jr. Back when Billy Freeman was 18, he was here with his father laying cement. Wow. And now he and his dad own the construction company wow. that is actually involved in this project, laying the cement in the tunnels. So Billy told me, and by the way, he stresses, Billy Freeman Jr., paying tribute <laughs> to his dad, uh, really stresses that this is such an important uh, personal uh, mission because not only is he here working on a project, he's been at the airport for 30 years in various capacities. This airport and this project have allowed him to build his own That's company, great. to build individual wealth, to hire employees, and now they're building this massive project. So he's really proud of that. That's what it's all about. And now when I go through there, now I have to think of them. Think about it. And just think when we're on those little shuttle trains, That's right. instead of this close, exactly. we'll be this close. This close. Exactly. <laughs> Tom, that was great. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Okay. Now we're going to get on a little flight okay. we're going to go over to the UK where a seismic shift in the sport of golf is taking place. Mm -hmm. Dylan, listen up. Right? We're, we're so into this. The PGA Tour has suspended some of golf's biggest stars for taking part in the LIV Golf Series. It's a controversial new competitor that's being funded by, yes, Saudi Arabia. Hmm. Yeah, that's what makes it so controversial. Today's senior international correspondent, Keir Simmons, is live from the Centurion Club near London, where the first LIV event is going to take place. So, hey Keir, you know, the PGA warned that if you are going to play in this league, you're going to be banned from the PGA. So, why are there so many players playing in the LIV? Well, you know, it's a great question. They're talking about it as new and uh, exciting. Uh, hole in one Today Show producer, Chapman Bell, who, full disclosure, knows more about golf than I ever will. Just before we came on air, described it to me as like golf meets a, a music festival. There is a, a live stage uh, across there. We were just watching Phil Mickelson on the range, and there was music playing in the background while he uh, was practicing. And in just a few minutes, uh, they're going to tee off, but it's going to be a shotgun tee-off, so uh, everyone tees off at once at every oh, every one of the 18 uh, holes. So that's that's how they're describing it. Of course, there's money involved too. So there's a purse of 25 million wow. uh, for every one of the tournaments in Miami. 50 million. Now oh look. The Saudis are sponsoring it. The Saudis are making a lot of money as we pay more money at the gas pump, of course, and there is all those human rights issues too. So that, as you rightly point out, that is where the controversy is. That is why some people are, are questioning it. But, you know, I think honestly for many players, that kind of money is just too hard to turn down. Irresistible in the end of the day for some folks. Um, talk about Tiger Woods because I saw a little sprinkly of some kind of news if it's got anything to do with golf, somehow his voice is going to be mm -hmm. involved. What are you hearing about Tiger? You, well, the stunning thing about um, Tiger, according to reports, is that he turned down an eye-watering amount of money. You know, I'm not even going to say how much the, the reports say it is because we <coughs> haven't confirmed it, but he really uh, went out there and said no. I mean, he's talking about uh, the legacy of the PGA Tour, you know, that incredible uh, U.S. history, 
and he thinks that that still has a future because this is really causing a rift and, and mm. there are those who think that this is an existential threat to the PGA Tour. Mm. So for Tiger, I think that's uh, where his heart is. There's also, of course, uh, the fact that he isn't fully fit. Uh, so I think that may, it may be worth keeping that in mind. I'm just going to check with Chapman. Have I got all that right, Chapman? Yeah. Good, thank you very much. There we go. It sure looks good behind you, Kier. It looks like a beautiful day. You're also I mean, talking to a couple of golfers, too. We, yeah, we agree. They, they did get it all right. Kier, thank you so exactly. much. Exactly. I knew Kier. that. That's why I was so nervous about this. You can tell me anything. Yeah. Kier, well played. Yeah, very well played. I think what's interesting also Bless about you, this thanks. is, you know, with the PGA Tour, the better you play, the more money the more you, you make. This is you're getting paid is it no matter what? Right. Well, right off and the bat. And the purse of 25 million versus maybe 8, 9, 10, 11 at some of the big, bigger tournaments. Yeah. Now to a big announcement from NASA. The space agency is jumping into the UFO fray. <laughs> about time, using its <laughs> might and experience to try to solve the unexplained. NBC's Gotti Schwartz is following the story for us. Gotti, why is NASA finally launching this investigation? Hey, Harry, yeah, well, now that the Pentagon has finally gotten past this whole little green men and flying saucers stigma, it's starting to have uh, congressional hearings on this stuff, and now it makes sense that NASA's jumping in, too. But here's the thing. Unlike the Pentagon, NASA's mission is very public. It is not classified, and they have a ton of really good data to cross-reference things uh, and then apply the scientific method, even with videos shot by everyday people. So do you guys want to see some... Some videos? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. For sure. <laughs> All right. You might have to lean in a little <laughs> bit close. Uh, the first one that I want to show you, this video was shot just last, last week at the Miami Air Show. The guy shooting it, uh, David Sugarman, tells us he was filming the planes the in plane. slow motion. And you see it played back down there on the bottom right. You can see what looks like oh, something yeah. metallic That's shooting a up yeah, looks like a out of the water uh, into the sky. And it's moving really, really quick. I mean, again, Gotti, that's, that's called a slow bird. Mo. Yeah. It's a like bird. And we know birds are not real Possibly. and that they're really, we yes, know, you know that okay. whole story, right? Yeah, that birds they're all really real. drones and they're all spying on us. Exactly. Well, okay. let me show you this all other right. very interesting bird. <laughs> this is a film crew getting some shots out of the Utah desert in 2016. Okay. Watch yeah, this bird. This is something that's banking by. It zips uh, right across the screen, just like the last one. You didn't really see that until they came back and they started mm. reviewing this video and they're like, what, what yeah. is this? Uh, so here's the thing. We don't know what they are and normally when these things get posted to the video uh, the internet harry uses his uh twitter uh handle and starts saying that this is a bird this is you know insects other people are like no it's definitely aliens okay here's the thing uh nasa might be able to cross-reference that with other data that they may have like mm -hmm. satellite images yeah, or whether true. there were an astronomical yeah. anomaly recorded around that time and so that's just a small example of the kind of things yeah. uh, that nasa could cover now right. that they're getting into the game well yeah. whoever's working in that department maybe they can just keep yeah. us posted <laughs> it's funny, I, I look at the exactly. baby monitor in my boys' room, and every once in a while you see things kind of like flash by. I thought it was ghosts, but then I did some research, and it turns out <laughs> because of the frame rate of that camera, mm -hmm. it picks up little things. So, who knows? I don't know if NASA's going to care about that. But. <laughs>
All right, thank you, Gotti. Gotti, thank you and so thank much. Thank you, Dylan, for that extra information. Just All right, watch your video on there. You'll see it too. Oh, no. Up next, things flying around your baby. Good Lord. Up next, a new Dateline mystery. This is getting a lot of attention. A chef killed in the kitchen. His romance novelist wife accused of his murder. But it's something else she wrote that really grabbed the attention of police. And then later, we are on the job with some cannabis connoisseurs. We'll be right back. Sirius XM Radio is better with Bogle Wines. 70s on 7, 80s on 8, better with Bogle. Alt Nation, Hip Hop Nation, Hair Nation, better with Bogle. Madison, Howard, Andy Cohen, better, better, better. Y2 Country, Prime Country, Carrie's Country, yep, all better. The Beatles Channel is better, and getting better all the time. Everything on Sirius is better with Bogle. Award-winning family-owned wines ranked as some of the finest available for around 10 bucks. As long as you're not driving, it's better with Bogle. Bogle Family Vineyards, Clarksburg, California. Please drink responsibly. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we are back with a first look at a new dateline mystery okay so it sounds like a plot right out of a best-selling novel a romance author who once wrote a blog post called how to murder your husband accused of doing just that. I mean, you can't make this up. right? Dateline has been covering the case for four years now and has a report tonight filled with exclusive interviews. Here's Dateline correspondent Josh Mankiewicz with a preview, and then we'll talk. Portland, Oregon, June 2nd, 2018. 911. Um, hi, we are at um, uh, Oregon Culinary Institute. A shooting. The scene, the Oregon Culinary Institute. It was a school as well as a restaurant, where the students, as part of the curriculum, prepared and served three-course lunches and four-course dinners. Detectives walked in through a storage area and then into an instructional kitchen. He was lying on his back right in front of this large kitchen sink. The victim was a chef and a teacher. We're given four dozen oysters to each team. Dan Brophy was dead at age 63. Somebody just wanted to execute this person. As investigators began looking for suspects, attention naturally turned to Dan's wife, Nancy. Except, everyone said it was obvious Nancy and Dan loved one another. Dan's passions revolved around food, Nancy's around writing, specifically mysteries and romance novels with names like Hell on the Heart, The Wrong Lover, The Wrong Husband. You get the idea. It's funny, we go to work and we bust Dan's chops about it. So you must be a firecracker in bed, buddy. He'd be like, shut up. Oh yeah, we bust his chops constantly. 
Then it turned out that in addition to those novels, Nancy had written something else. It was a blog post. The title? How to Murder Your Husband. And that was why, three months after the murder, the case made headlines when Nancy Brophy was arrested and charged with Dan's murder. It's not that often, I think, that you get someone who's accused of murdering their husband attached to a blog post in which they write about how to murder their husband. No, it's not. <laughs> and it was quite a piece of information to find. We were all shocked, and then especially after reading it, and kind of going, oh my gosh, she kind of followed her own plan. In fact, when Nancy Brophy's trial began, the shocks didn't stop, especially when she decided to take the stand in her own defense and talk about her life without Dan. It's like you've lost an arm, you know? Like, you're just not as good as you were when you were with him. And then a twist in the trial. Nancy said she couldn't remember a thing during the time frame of the killing. Isn't it possible with your memory problems of the morning that you actually went into the building and shot your husband and you just don't remember? No, it is not. I did not shoot my husband. You were there in the area at the same time that someone happens to be shooting your husband within a six minute window with the exact type of gun that you own. That's your version of what happened. That is not my version. I think your case is held together with, real frankly, Band-Aids. Oh. Hmm. Um, I have so many thoughts. Josh joins <laughs> us live from LA. Good morning to you, by the way. I know it's early there. Good morning. So, Good so morning. Nancy has been convicted. We can say that. So I guess they didn't buy what we just heard there. What kind of sentence is she facing now? She's going to be sentenced on Monday. There's a, there's a mandatory sentence in Oregon. It's 25 to life. She'll be eligible for, for parole when she is 92. Wow. wow. So she writes the blog post titled How to Murder Your Husband. Investigators clearly use that. How did she address it or try to explain it? Well, you know, the interesting thing is you would think that if you wrote something that was you know, publicly available, and uh, and that the title of it was How to Murder Your Husband, <laughs> and then your husband was subsequently murdered, you would think that that might make you a suspect and that that would come up in trial. She was actually a suspect for other reasons, because after oh. saying she'd been home, she was spotted in the, in the area where the murder was committed. And the blog post actually didn't come in, because the judge said it was written too long ago, wow. and it also doesn't exactly describe the crime, and she was a writer. So they used some of the information huh. in it to question her, but that's not what actually made her a suspect. Real police work made her the suspect, wow. and that's probably not why she was convicted. Makes it. But then you add that to it, and it just makes it. Story, <laughs> right? This is why Dateline is such a hit. I mean, because now everybody's going to watch tonight to get the full story. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. You got, you could write Thanks, a book. Guys. Yeah. My goodness. You probably already have. All right, Murder in Kitchen 1, it airs tonight at 10, 9 Central, right here on NBC. All right, coming up next, a different type of sommelier. Meet some students who are breathing in knowledge when we go <laughs> on the job. Really do Cannabis country. Then later, Jennifer Nettles, she's live, joining us in Studio 1A. Look at how beautiful she is. We're going to find out how she's helping give some deserving people their very own anthem. We'll be right back. This morning, we are going on the job in a growing industry. <laughs> <laughs> 
the marijuana business is booming, and not all cannabis is created equal. NBC News Now anchor Savannah Sellers met some budding experts. Oh, you guys are good. I see what you did there. They're called ganjiers. Think of sommelier, but for cannabis, someone to help consumers navigate the ever-expanding array of products and experiences available. I went out to Northern California for an exclusive look at what it takes to earn the title. <laughs> first open up that jar package that it comes in, um, you get that aroma. It's usually one of the first things that comes to you. You know, how intense is that aroma? How layered? Deep in the Emerald Triangle of California's Humboldt County, a new kind of higher education. There's coffee cuppers, there's cigar catadors, there's master chocolatiers. That level of professionalism is needed in cannabis as well. Derek Gilman is the managing director of Gangier, a program that launched in 2020. Students trek into rural cannabis country to light up and learn the ins and outs of top-tier cannabis assessment, including former NFL running back Ricky Williams, who now goes by Eric Myron. I decided to walk away, and the story broke that famous football player quits to smoke weed, which is partially true. Now I'm a healer and astrologer, training to be a Gangier. What types of skills are you learning here? The main thing I'm learning is the perception of, of flavor, of taste, aroma, smell, and, and being able to, to decipher and, and appreciate these things. More than half of all U.S. states allow medical marijuana and recreational use is legal in 19 states. The global legal cannabis market was valued at $13.2 billion last year. There's three steps to become a certified Gangier. There's the online courses, there's the in-person training, and then there's passing the three exams. So it's safe to say this is intense. This is some real studying and work. It's thorough, it is rigorous. The program was put together by a panel of cannabis experts and covers areas like history, botany, cultivation, and business. Students are required to travel to Northern California for two days of intense in-person training. It was something that I really wanted to do, to have like a formal education in cannabis. Most of these figures are all kind of on that same level um, in this world, you know, like LeBron James is known for basketball in his world. They're known for, for cannabis in their world. Students get tools to help hone their assessment skills, like a jeweler's loop. So holding it up to your eye, um, and then what you do is you take hold of your object and then you will bring it up to the loop until it comes into Ooh. focus. Whoa. Wow. And this kit teaches students how to differentiate between terpenes, the chemical compounds that give plants their smells. Close your eyes. You tell me, was this the first one or the second one? The first one, beta caryophylline. Your palate has begun to be trained. To earn the official title of Gangier, students have to pass two written exams and an in-person exam, where they walk a teacher through a cannabis assessment. If you become a certified Gangier, what does it mean? We have um, students and now certified Gangiers in all parts of the cannabis industry. People who are looking to enter the industry and are looking for a valid credential, you know, to help them in that process, to CEOs of companies, to directors of sales uh, for some of the largest cannabis companies on the planet. And as the industry continues to grow, there's hope programs like this will legitimize it. This is a legacy that we want to put into the cannabis industry. 
to bring professionalism to cannabis, bring it out of the shadows, to give it the spotlight it deserves. Because you have lots of boomers who come in who maybe haven't touched this stuff since the 60s mm -hmm. or 70s. They don't know what to do, so this could be very helpful. Yeah, that's the but idea. A sommelier, when you're in that school, you take a little test and then you spit it into mm. the little... Right. right? Can't really Not the same hair. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Not the same hair. First, I do want to clarify, I did not go completely on the job, so I wasn't doing the testing okay. portion. Okay. But that's well, where that's this no skill fun. assessment comes <laughs> in here because there are some strains that are less debilitating, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what it's about, is knowing, okay, this is my profession now, I'm just testing testing this out, taking notes on it, not going so hard during training, but they do have to take some breaks sometimes. Yeah, I feel like the process would get days. stretched out a little <laughs> bit. Brownie break. Yeah. Interesting story. Thank you, Savannah. This is a fun one. This yeah. is a fun Savannah, one Thank you so much. <laughs> Just ahead, we're catching up with Jennifer Nettles to find out how she's using her musical talents to honor some true American heroes. Mm -hmm. You will love this story when we come right back. This morning, we are catching up with an incredibly talented singer-songwriter. Jennifer Nettles rose to fame as one half of the Grammy-winning duo Sugarland. Well, she's also graced the Broadway stage, starring in Chicago. Oh, look at these pictures. And Waitress. <laughs> now Jennifer is part of the new uh, series on PBS, American Anthems, which honors everyday heroes with their own songs. Her episode features a cancer survivor named Seth Grummet, who came up with an idea to help others while undergoing his own treatment. Jennifer is with us this morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Thank you for having me. Yes. We love having you here. And, and the, the whole premise of this show, I mean, there are so many everyday heroes out there who deserve to have these songs sung about them. Mm -hmm. Why did you want to be a part of this touching project? For a number of reasons. First of all, to celebrate these wonderful stories mm -hmm. of these people, because just like you have said, like, you know, there's the old adage of not all heroes wear capes. Mm -hmm. Well, they might not, but they all deserve their own theme song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. And as a writer, for me, I mean, obviously, we love to tell stories. Mm -hmm. So to be able to celebrate these stories of these people out here who are doing so much good in the world, mm -hmm. what a gift right. as a writer to mm -hmm. be able to write these kinds of stories. So, it, yeah. It was such a good conversation. I enjoyed watching you talk to him. And I kept watching you and watching him, and I kept thinking, ooh, I wonder how she's going to make a song out of this. What stood out to you about your conversation? What did you take from it? You know, I mean, obviously... All of all of the people on American anthems, all of these heroes, they have their own stories and they are spectacular in their own right. But I think for Seth's story, you know, just the passion that he had, the openness, the spirit of giving, because mm -hmm. he started this organization, Stomp the Monster, to offer support to people going through chemo while he himself mm -hmm. was going through mm -hmm. chemo. Okay, so I, I think to be able to see that and to be at what for many people are the is one of the lowest parts mm -hmm. of their lives mm -hmm. if you have to go through that. Yeah. To see someone giving back during mm -hmm. that time, mm -hmm. how, I mean, it, it's almost like using, as I say, gratitude as a shield. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? At that point, it's like, wow, just giving back to others when you yourself are, are already so taxed. Mm -hmm. As I watched the episode, you were like a sponge mm -hmm. in their house and listening to mm -hmm. his children and his wife and listening yeah. to him when it came down to write the song 
Give me a little bit of the taste of that process. Mm. You know what? I mean, I would imagine it's similar in some ways to what you guys do in, in terms of journalism. You want to ask the right questions that gets the right information. Mm -hmm. But as a songwriter, you just use it differently and you might ask different questions. Mm -hmm. What is the emotional core mm -hmm. of this? What is what if, if I had to pick out the, the biggest nugget of who this man is? And when I say gratitude as a shield, again, not to be spoiler alert, yeah. I don't want to give it all away. But but, you know, the idea of he saw life as beautiful mm -hmm. and he wanted to give other people that that same sentiment and that same opportunity to see it as beautiful even though he was going something mm -hmm. going through something That's so good. hard yeah. so so the idea of of being grateful and seeing the beauty even in hard times but before we let you go um, we know last year you were in waitress mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which I wish Al was here because he too was in waitress. I saw it four times um, yes. but is, so is it true you could be writing your own Broadway show? I am writing my oh own. Oh my goodness! Broadway. Yes, yes, which I'm super excited about. It's such a process, though. I, I can mean, imagine. like it's it's years already, and and will be a few more in the making. But it's such a an absolute labor of love. I love the theater. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's it's the story of of a of a shero. You know, it's it. a lot of times we as as women haven't haven't had all of these our own stories told. So I'm sure, with great music too. Just real quick to hear her sing this song in full knock Yeah, I hope everybody off. watches because and, and the other artists who are on the show are amazing as well. You know, I love like that. Cam and Rustin Kelly and the Warren Treaty and it, real artists. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, good Jennifer, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And American Anthems premieres Friday, June 24th on PBS. The series is produced by NBC Universal Syndication Studios. So you'll be able to hear it soon. soon. All right. When we come back, the rise of the grand millennial, the grandmother inspired summer trends. It's called the grandmother look and apparently it's like all the rage for the young folks. We're going to show you if you want to pull off the grandmother look. We're going to show you how to Something do it. to look forward to. You can't to. even make this up. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. This is a thing. We'll be right back. <laughs>
uh, the coastal grandmother, which is, if you think about the fashion in any Nancy Myers movie, <laughs> like something's got to give. It's linens, it's creams, it's okay. um, sophisticated luxe cut what, by the beach. Let's okay, bring, let's let's bring out some of the, our models, yeah, right? Well, and you will explain what we're looking absolutely. at. Absolutely. So first look I'm wearing, actually, it's this uh, crochet cardigan. It's by Aqua for $80. Again, it's like you can throw it on for the beach. It. It's easy, it's breezy, it's colorful. And then I have these Montserrat earrings, which are $80. So they're under 100, and each one is one of a kind. So and the shape is always different. The color is always slightly different. So they're super beautiful, and they're not, you know, pearls are not stuffy or formal anymore. Pearls today. Exactly. And they're different. They're exactly oh, a little bit different. They feel so sort of more. like they've yeah. been passed down. And so, yeah, they're really beautiful for let's, summer. Let's okay. get these models coming. Yeah. So we've got a couple of different looks to look at, right? Yay. Oh, wow. So our okay. first two, first we have Star. She is wearing this beautiful Draper James dress. It is colorful. It has those ruffles. It's perfect Grand Millennial style. And then she has this bag, which is structured, but also beachy. It's from Saks Off Fifth, and it retails for $35. And you can wear it to dinner, you can wear it to the beach. And then, of course, we have Erica, who's wearing this perfect uh, coastal grandmother style, which is for the beach, it's linen, it's breezy, it's oversized, and then of course the sunglass chain with pearls and gold. So fun. And they are back. I think my grandmother has worn that exact outfit. I know. <laughs> yeah. And you can just wear it as a cover-up. You can wear it with pants as Erica is wearing. It's really fun. And just imagine yourself on the beach in oh, Montauk. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Okay, our next model, thank you, models. Our next model is wearing kind of a modern spin on a trend. So you can mix and match textures. Huh? Exactly, yeah. So this is Amy. She's wearing this really, really cool crochet top from the series. So it I is it. sustainable, it is upcycled, it's made to order, so it will always fit. And it's made actually from reconstructed vintage. Um, crochet blankets. So Blanket. it's old fashioned. It's so beautiful, really fun for summer. It is $120, okay. so it's a little bit over $100, but again, it's made to order it's and it's a really amazing brand. And then, of course, the classic coastal grandmother um, linen pants. They're from Everlane, they're 100% linen. They're $118, so a little bit pricier, but really, really it's great classy. quality. Outfit. It's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. All right, do we have one more? Yep, we've got one more. Rainy Chic. Is that what we're calling this? Coastal grandmother. Oh, gosh, that's so a granny chic. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> this is Holly. She, again, is in that beautiful linen. It's easy. It's breezy. This dress has a removable belt, so you can tie it to fit you exactly. And the best part is it has these pockets, so you don't even need a handbag. And this retails for $45. It's a dress by Quince. And, of course, her headband, which you yeah. can wear as a scarf to protect your hair if you're going to be in any convertibles this summer. <laughs> well, of course. Or oh, you just came from the hair salon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or you can wear it as a headband as Holly is here. It retails for $45. All right, Holly, we thank you so much. Thank can you I make guys. one more comment? Yes. Yeah, okay, so my wife's grandmother may have made that. See, it's <laughs> grand millennial. I What's love old it. is new. I love it. Well, if you want to shop some of these looks and more, just head over to today.com slash shop. Love it. All right, coming up next, Joy is making a cool summer treat in Superfood Friday, and Harry was so excited, you actually made the music and brought them in for us. Andrea Joyce, the amazing Andrea Joyce, gets credit for okay. yeah. your wife did. We've got sangria pops. We have we'll props. have a recipe coming up when we come right back. <laughs>
This morning in Superfood Friday, we have two refreshing recipes to beat the heat. So today, nutritionist Joy Bauer is going to make us a simple summer salad and a cold treat for the grown-ups. Joy, we, again, we say it every time, wish you were here, but <laughs> good morning. what do you got today? Oh, hey guys. So we're starting with a quinoa summer salad and it has all of those fancy pants elements that we love in a restaurant grade salad, but it's crazy easy. So the dressing goes first. This is extra virgin olive oil, mm -hmm. a little bit of lemon juice. Mm -hmm. I'm adding in red wine vinegar, but really you could do apple cider vinegar or champagne vinegar, any vinegar that you have on hand. You whisk this together. Okay. And while I was making the salad, I went ahead and I cooked my quinoa and I let it cool. Now, the quinoa is the star of the show. This is a nutrient-packed seed, and mm. it's got a lot of protein in it. Mm. And it cooks up just like rice. 15 minutes to make this quinoa, guys. That's could it. You mix, you could could boil you mix farro instead of quinoa, or does it matter? Harry, I tried it with farro, and it works beautifully. And so the key is you want to start with Jeez. one cup dry, which yields about three cups cooked. Okay. Next, we add in some chopped tomatoes. I have here, this is an English cucumber that I chopped up because oh, it doesn't wow. have that many seeds, mm -hmm. so it works beautifully. And for some creamy crunch, pistachios. Oh, wow. And so we mix this together. And you get it all sort of like marinated in that yummy dressing that we made. Mm. Yeah, so fresh. And then comes our greens. We have arugula, we have basil and mint. Oh. And really, you know, Ooh. Harry, I always tell them, you're the boss of your sauce. You can use any <laughs> kind of herb that you want. And then... I think I'm going to make that my is, life yeah. mantra. You're the boss of the sauce. Once this is all mixed up, the only last thing that you do here is some shaved parm. Ooh, and it could also be, yes, and it could be feta as well. This is that. on repeat now. You've got to try it, Chanel. Yeah, You're going to love this. So and good. with all, I feel like herbs are going out of control in people's little garden pots In now, the garden. So it's such a good way to use them up. Yeah. Right. Yum. I love, that, I love that mint working in there too, right? Yeah. That just is a game changer. Oh, look at that. Every Yum. single bite is packed with nourishing deliciousness. All right, this so is what's really, for really good. There, boss. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. We're going to get the party started. We are making sangria pops. Mm, okay. These are his wife did this? So, I did. <laughs> yeah, Harry got so they, excited that he brought some for us. <laughs> This is my favorite color. They're, they're juicy, they're fruity, and they are gently boozy. And guys, if you could imagine, they're 25 oh, calories wow. a pop. So you could have two, this three, four. This is like 25 four. calories? Yes. Oh, my gosh. This oh, is so please. good. It is good. So I'm adding in one cup of wine. I'm using red wine, but really any wine that you have opened works. One cup of fruit juice. You mix this up. What kind of fruit juice is that? Any 100% fruit juice. I think that it works best if it's either with a grape juice, a cranberry juice, or an apple juice, or any of those blends. But you do want to look for 100% fruit juice without any added sugar. Okay. Then this goes into your ice pot molds. Mm. And I have all this fruit over here. And you're just going to drop the fruit in. I, what I like to use are little bitty fruits. So I'll slice purple grapes in half, mm -hmm. and I drop those in. And then I also have... Sliced strawberries yep. Ooh, joy. And, this is and blueberries. <laughs> and for people that don't have an ice pop mold, you could also make them in little Dixie cups like oh. this, little paper cups. And what you do is you fill up um, mm. the cup 
You add mm -hmm. your, your um, fruit, you put some tin foil on. I like to stash it in the freezer and let it sort of um, get semi-solid. And then oh, you nice. take your popsicle. Whoops. Oh my God, look, I'm making right, a mess over here. <laughs> Man, will Joy you please marry me? <laughs> so, so, Joy, then, we're having these. Let me show you this. We're all, it's oh the God. rave, right? It is a rave. Mm. First of all, these pop things are amazing, too. Look at that. <laughs> Look, <laughs> awesome. Cheers, Look at Joy. That. There you go. Joy. We've got them here. Cheers, amazing. Mm. This is yummy. It's really it's good. Summer treat. Andrea says the only thing, maybe a little tequila to go with. Oh, yes, Andrea. <laughs> hey, that thank works. You, Andrea. That works. All right, Thanks. thank you, Joy. Yum. Bye-bye. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. I can bite it. I can't bite it. You see Harry bite we'll it? We'll be right back. Woo! <laughs> so good. I can't bite ice. Woo! Get healthy, too. All right, before we go, we want to shout out some of you who are joining us on our Start Today 30-Day Walking Plan. All right, so take a look. These are just a few of the folks getting in on the fun. If you want to join our Facebook group, you can head to today.com slash help and be sure to keep sharing your photos. Sorry. You didn't even have to Cheers. bring gifts with you anyway. <laughs> I know. Thank you for joining really us. Really fun to be so here. So good. Yeah. This is awesome. All right. Monday in the third hour, we've got David Duchovny. He's going to join us live in studio. Mm -hmm. He knows something about wine, I think, <laughs> yes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Up next on Hoda and Jenna, a surprise for two inspiring librarians. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Wild Child, and Dylan, mm. we'll see you on Earth Odyssey. Earth Odyssey. It's all this weekend. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.